Welcome to episode three of The Effortless Athlete. I'm Alex Castlander here with Bobby White. We're the guys at High Power Performance. On today's episode, we're joined by shooting author Mike Dunn. Mike shares some of his principles of what it takes to become an elite shooter. He takes the same concepts of understanding human movement, levers, and sequencing, things that we often discuss on the performance side of training, and applies them to his shooting methods. We talk about understanding and adapting to the players you work with, the powers of visualizing and acting upon your goals, and some of Mike's top book recommendations for anyone who wants to succeed. Mike has grown an Instagram following of over 200,000 in the past few years, and on top of training players down in South Jersey, he now has his own online Keep Shooting subscription program through which he coaches players all over the world. We had a great time talking with Mike and hope you enjoy listening. seen your consistency and i think i started following like i don't know a couple years ago when you were kind of bit but not as big as it is now and you haven't stopped i i'll go through time and i could like i like what social media can do in terms of like putting out like quality information sometimes i get too far into it and i'll take a break like the first part of quarantine i don't think i did i don't think i posted once in two months but I, w- I was in my house learning. I was out on the field learning and I was doing things and I take a break from putting out information so I could put more information in and mm. I'll periodically do that and algorithm, schmalgorithm, all that kind of stuff. I come back and I look, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy how they try to suck you in to keep posting consistently. Oh yeah. 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 And all that kind of stuff. I, I do the, like, I, I, I swear, I, I, I say this honestly, I post because the things that I now post are just things that I enjoy making. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I could care less about the reception I get for right. it. I just, I, I, I really enjoy the creative piece. Like I'm starting to learn how to like do different things mm-hmm. and I just enjoy it. Like it's a fun thing to do. Yeah. So some of my favorite things that I've ever done, like I'm most proud of probably got no, like really no attention. Right. But I don't, I don't care because it's, it's, it's fun to do now at this point. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just, I know exactly what you mean because I, I used to have this like love hate and now I looked at what I hated and I could change that. I used to follow trainers and other people that made me get almost angry, right? That, like, Why is this guy posting? Right? I used to follow all these things that would just get me like upset. And one day I'm like, why am I following them? I actively yeah. choose to put myself in a state of emotional distress every yes. time these people come across my page. So like, it's a habit now. If I see something that I think is stupid or gives me some type of weird feeling, yeah. I follow unfollow me but now i can use social media i put out content and i Mm -hmm. go to respond to comments and everybody that i talk to on there are cool dudes like awesome trainers guys like yourself and i i have networked with people all over the country and world and anybody in my dms now is either somebody asking me a question or some cool trainer that i love talking to and it's completely shifted social media because you because because you cultivated that for yourself now Right. Like you, you, you've, you've now put yourself in a position to just receive that because that's all you're seeing. You're only seeing the things you want to see in terms of 
who you want to learn from or whatever. And now you give positive energy to them. Then it's going to be reciprocated. And then you build, you continue to build this community that there's an overwhelming positive feel to it, as opposed to people just being hateful all the time or just <laughs> negative or, or whatever. And that seriously, man, like it's, it seems like a, such a simple thing, but I feel like so many people have problems doing that. And kudos to you too, though, because I could see the shift in you. Like even the stuff that you now put out, you weren't, you weren't, you would never have put out like, cause now you'll just put out, sentences within a book yeah. like right yeah, a little hard I think that, but that's you right like yes. that's like to me i see that and i'm like oh that's bobby like uh, this is it's like a natural progression of i don't really care what anybody's going to say about this this isn't for attention i'm feeling this i'm going to put this out yeah and i i just think that's a, like to me that's a that's a cool thing you know and some do well and some don't and but when you're in the gym with me, I'm an intense trainer. Like I, I, I have an intensity, but I also have a, a sarcastic smile to back that right. up, right? Where right. I, I can, I can bite somebody's head off in a second if they're not doing what I want or acting. Or, you know, if you deal with high school kids, you deal with a lot of jerks, right? Oh, oh my, right. they're all, I love them to death. They're like my little brothers, but they're jerks. And if I give them <laughs> an inch, they will take a mile. For sure. Right? So For I sure. have to, like, not that I have to. I feel the need to to be an intense personality in the court and, and keep the yeah. energy intense but at the same time i couple that with sarcasm and laughter and jokes and as soon as the the athletes understand that if they come in and do what i want we have a blast and it's fun yeah. it's intense yeah. and it's competitive and the atmosphere i think you commented on one of my posts you can sense the energy and yeah. that's how it is in my gym and i knew i wasn't getting that on social media i knew for a long time and i didn't really know how to do it because maybe i was worried about what i was going to put out or fear of being judged all the stuff we deal with yeah, sure. and uh yeah now just, you know if i have a thought that i think is funny or amusing or right and you know i put it out put there. it out there man. who Whatever. cares yeah 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 and then maybe one day you'll let alex talk and then like who knows what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah, no, no, not i'm not holding my breath on that mike <laughs> yeah that ain't happening today <laughs> Let, let's deflect who's a better shooter alex castlin or mike dunn alex i i took mike's challenge what was, what was your challenge i think it was that was early. That was like right when I started with you. It was almost like two years ago, probably. Um, you had the uh, you had the shooting gun challenge where it was like make twenty shots in on the right. fastest right. speed, right? Right. I think I took right. it first first try, honestly. Yeah, me too. Uh, no. Me too. Yeah. That hey, man, you can have it. I always tell people I don't like <laughs> when it, when when it's all said and done. I don't I don't want to be known to be able to shoot the ball. Like I don't care. Like. I do when he's I do my shooting clinic now. He's not gonna take the bait. He's not gonna take the bait. When I do when I do shooting clinics now, I make it a point I won't shoot one shot. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. like my my whole thing is for the for the longevity of what I'm trying to accomplish, my bread and butter is not going to be in me being able to shoot the basketball. It's going to be in, in being able to verbalize my points and get 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 things across to kids and have them understand the concepts of shooting. So for the most for the past, I'd say for the past five clinics I did haven't haven't taken any shots while, while i do it would you consider yourself a, sh a shooting specialist though as a, as a trainer like do you that's do you it that? yeah well that's it okay. i mean I don't, I don't i don't do i don't really do i don't do anything else like it's 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 niche it's the niche of all niches in terms of it's just it's just shooting right but like mm -hmm. i won't i won't i don't you know who dorian lee is no dorian, dorian lee has the account uh basketball 101 um he's out he's down there in atlanta he's been training like years and like literally he's been skill training for like 30 years awesome awesome guy like terrific guy his whole thing we we talked one day and he was like 
He was like, Mike, just don't be the show. He was like, you, he was like, try to do it. So you don't be the show focus on knowing in and out what it is that you're doing and what you want to teach. And I kind of took it to the extreme and being like, now when I go to the clinic, my clinics, I don't want to be the show at all. I want the focus just to be on learning. You know what I mean? So like, I went the complete opposite way of if, if you ever went to like a Dave Hopler clinic mm-hmm. and Dave Hopler's going to just shoot for an hour. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. The whole like, time. I, I went the polar opposite. Right. I'm not going to shoot at all. I'm, I mean, you're going to see me shoot. Like, I, I, but like my, my focus isn't going to be on look how well I can shoot basically mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. It's, it's more so look, look how I can teach because that's yeah. what's going to get me back there time and time again, have, have a better, a bigger impact on the kids that I'm working with. I get the point of not being the show, but I think what it sounds like is the show just isn't your ability to shoot. You're, right. When I, when I train, when I run a camp, a clinic, it is all, I, I, I treat it like it's a performance almost, like it, it is a show. But again, it's not to highlight how awesome I am. It's to highlight the teaching and the knowledge and the ability to get people better. And I, right. I think that has almost some show-like qualities to it where it's not mm-hmm. necessarily look how great Bobby is, look how great Mike is, but to get to captivate an audience, to captivate children, high school kids, middle school kids, whoever it is that you're teaching, they do have to keep interest. And I think For that sure. takes, I mean, some showmanship. Would yeah, you agree? There's a, I mean, there, there's layers to it. Like I said, I, I'm not saying what I do is necessarily the right in the long run. Where I'm at in terms of how well I want to know my stuff inside and out, I, that's all I want to rely on at the moment. Does that make sense? Like all I want to rely on right now is my ability to verbalize my points in a way that I can get through to almost anybody standing in front of me or that I'm teaching, whether that's in a group or a one-on-one setting that through my words, or maybe through just physically showing or putting them in positions that we can start to make things happen. And that's, that's where I want to be able to get to because not everybody's going to learn the same way, right? Like sure. There's going to be some kids that are going to learn, uh, just from th- they're very visual, right? But there's going to be some kids that it's going to be the visual mixed with the the verbal, and then there's it's just about finding that mixture of what works. Right now, it's like what I'm doing uh, is just like I said, going to that that extreme of I want to see if I can just knock this out and have just as much of an impact. Should I not even take shots while doing it? Do you so without giving away too many of your secrets? I guess do you have like a set formula right now for what it takes to be a great shooter? Like you gotta you know, you get a group of novice shooters, maybe fourth, fifth grade. Where do you start with them? Yeah, I mean, I, I go all I go all back to the understanding of, of, of how we move the ball. So I used to look at, at shooting in a very like kind of blocked because how I was taught was this is how we hold the ball. Right. This is where we need the ball needs to get to to, to be able to get the ball up in the air. Um, and. To me, the biggest problem I see with kids is that if it's taught in that block style, we never learn how to move the ball in an efficient manner that's going to result in, it's a, it's a good word to use in this podcast, effortlessly, right? So we're, we're, we're taught points in time, not necessarily how to move through those points in time. So my whole thing is understanding the sequence and the order of which things have to happen. And that's what Fodor just completely shifted my perspective on everything in that. And then like the more books I read and everything like that, you'll see like when it just comes to success in general, there's always a certain way or a certain order in which things happen. And so for me, understanding the certain order in which things have to move in shooting 
is going to unlock a shooter's ability much faster than just almost teaching the position. So while the positions are, are important, putting a player in a, in, in, a, in, a, in a frame of mind to understand the order of things, what I've been finding is that naturally the positions start to fall into place that way. So if we adjust how the body is set up in the beginning, uh, understanding the points of leverage, we've talked about leverage earlier before we, whatever, um, all that kind of stuff, everything else starts to flow in those changes that you make and maybe in terms of the grip or uh, if the, if you want to go tilt 10 toes or all that, all this stuff that people talk about on a normal basis, like the, the arguments that seem to never, ever end, never go anywhere. They're mm -hmm. just arguments for the sake of arguments. Um, you can fix that stuff much easier. I've, I'm starting to find, um, should you get a player to understand how we want to actually move the basketball in a way that's as efficient and repeatable as possible. That sound, I mean, it sounds very similar to our approach with everything. I mean, I can take that same approach with shooting a jump shot or uh, driving to the bat, whatever it is. It setting up constraints, the the setup, where the, mm -hmm. the the positions that we're starting athletes in, and the position we want to get them to, and figuring out either creative ways or situations that will bring the characteristics that we want out of the athletes without over cueing over roboticizing. I'll make up a word and, and, right. you know, I could take the shooting pocket. How many dads out there are teaching their son right now to bring that ball right above their shoulder and start their jump shot from there. Maybe right. at some point you'll see guys like Duncan Robinson be able to catch there and shoot, but that took years of him training and to get to a point but that ball comes from a catch or off the dribble or whatever. And we want that smooth effortless flow that you mentioned off the right. pickup or off the catch and getting things working in that motion to the release. It's an entire movement. It's not a right. get that ball here, stop, think about it, you know, do this fingers down, toes to the, all the stuff that you mentioned. And I, exactly. I we, we take that same idea and approach and I'll call it modifying constraints, right? A constraints led approach where I can change the rules or I can change the situations to get the adaptation that I'm after from my athlete. And it sounds like you're doing, you, we may have different vocabulary, right? We may right. talk right. and use different words, but it sounds like we are very close on the same wavelength or same kind of thought process with how to get these results from our athletes. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly right. I mean, it goes in turn with what you said about when uh, getting faster, right? Like falling, right? Yes. It's, it's kind of the same. Okay. You just, you just, in, you just implemented something that's going to automatically result in a player without them even understanding it. They're starting to get faster, right? They're, they're, or they're, they're taking that approach to moving quicker and all that kind of, it's, it's the same kind of thing. Put the player in a, in a position to allow them to start to, to feel these things. And it just seems like, I don't know, to me, it just seems like from a shooting perspective, it just, it, it makes more and more sense the more players I work with in terms of approaching it that way. Right. With shooting, you're the, you're a shooting guy. Uh, you're not the shooting guy. <laughs> not the shooting guy. <laughs> but you are a shooting guy. We have to, you, you mentioned Fodor before. <laughs> we do have to get into that because people won't know who that is. And uh, I, I think you should uh, talk about him. But with, no, nah, completely. Let's do that. Let, let's let's. You mentioned this guy Fodor before. Yeah. I want people to know who he is. And so Rob, Rob, Rob's the Rob's the shooting coach of the Miami Heat, and um, I, I had seen something that he did with Duncan with Duncan actually he, uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, he was doing this drill that I'd never I, like. It was a drill I never saw, I've never seen before, or just, just like a different take on something. And so I uh, I reached out to you know you know Andrew Moran right. Yeah, 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 very yeah. well. So I, 
I reached out to Andrew and I was like, Hey man, who is, who, who's Rob? Like, who is this guy? And he was like, Oh, that's Rob. I know Rob. And he, uh, Andrew kind of facilitated that initial step for me to be able to reach out to Rob. So I reached out to Rob and I was like, Hey, I'm interested in just learning this. I don't, I mean, I, I have no problem asking people, Hey, what's going on? Like, I would love mm-hmm. to know, love to know more. And, uh, and he was like, well, I'll tell you what, man. I said, I, he said, I'll be in New York city in a week or two weeks, whatever. Um, why don't you come to New York city and like, let's grab lunch. We could talk about it. And so I, I, I went there, went to New York city and, uh, and he gave me this whole spiel on shooting. And when I tell like this guy, I don't, think there's anybody more like mad scientists like in basketball and I, I I know that's I know that people probably say say that about different people I've, I've I've heard a lot of people talk I've seen a lot of things I've never heard somebody really talk and explain basketball the way that he does I came away from that conversation with him I said to my wife I was like I don't I don't know if I can do this like I, I walked away and I was like I'm so green. Like I, I'm like, I, I looked, I was just like, I, I know nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I felt when I left that conversation the first time. And then building this relationship and this friendship with him. And like, he's been amazing in a mentorship for me. Um, just filling me in on like how he went about like study, the studying of cats for movement and uh, you know, kinesiology going into all that different thing, all these different things that he was doing in terms of starting to formulate his ideas of shooting. And it just opened up my world to a whole new way of looking at the players that I was now, you know, working with. So Rob, Rob is a genius. He's at the shooting guy for anybody that needs to go follow. He doesn't, he's not super active on there. Um, he could care less about all that stuff, but that guy is, uh, he's a one of one man. He's a he's a super 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 smart guy. My my favorite accounts are people like that that I know don't care about yeah. their account. No. Like the, no. I talked to you about a Darian Bar before. That guy might post fourteen times in one day, not paying any attention, no editing. <laughs> you know, you see him setting up the camera, what? Right. But those are the guys that are in the trenches. Those are the guys that are actually working with athletes that are experimenting. That are you know call them mad scientists, they're actually in the lab. They're not the guys posting in the lab, you know, they're actually in there with nobody watching. And those are the most, what you talked about in that first conversation and how green you felt after that, Mm -hmm. that I try to feel that as much as I can. And I, I, you know, some of my story and the addiction and the mental health and the stuff that I've been through. And I was always so scared to be myself. I've gotten to a point where I have, like you said, no problem asking for help and saying, I don't know, this confuses me. Can you please right. explain this? Because my mind is blown right now and I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and, yeah. and guys respect that, like Rob, like a Darian, where you just approach them in a non-combative manner, but hey man, I don't know what the heck you're talking about, but I really right. want to. Right. And that has changed my life. And it continues, every day I wake up and I've got guys similar to him and there's not a lot of them out there but i have a couple that i lean on and i ask questions and i'm like dude i have no idea what the heck you're talking about and i love that today and i used to be yeah. terrified of that that's i mean it's, it's the best it's, it's that it's that carl sagan quote carl sagan he, uh, he was like uh, understanding is a form of ecstasy so it's like when it's like when you're going down that that path of not knowing and then starting to comprehend it because someone's willing to give you that information it's like a 
it's like a high in a way of, of like, oh my God, like I'm, my, my mind has just been opened up to this brand new way of looking and doing things. Like this is incredible. So it's that, it's that constant search, no matter what it is, it's like more, 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 more. And then, I mean, think about just how much it helps you grow, not just as a person, but as a trainer, as a husband, as all those things, expanding your mind to those, to those different degrees. I think it's just so big. What was the next step in that process for you? Like after that initial meeting with Rob, did you have a hundred follow-up conversations with him? Wanted to learn more? Like what was Man, that like? I, then going, I can't to tell you. How, thank God he doesn't sleep because I don't really sleep <laughs> a whole lot, right? So I would, you know, I would text him if I had like some. I, I wake up early, and so I would like text him with thoughts. Hey, I'm I'm thinking about this that I and he, he's just call me. So I'm on calls with him 4:30 in the morning. We're talking about different things and and and, and drills, and I just went through it. So. I would get up in the morning and I would literally like kind of go through, it wasn't necessarily his program, but it was his ideas in terms of what he's trying to explain. And the only way I could fully grasp what he was saying was to kind of go through it myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if I hadn't gone through it and really tried to dig into these different things, I, I don't think I, my understanding would be where it is now. I still have a long way to go. But I, th I don't think it'd be anywhere near where it is now without me actually just using him as a soundboard, trying it myself, going through it, going back to him. He would give me feedback on everything I was doing. Like it was like looking back on it, I guess it's kind of a crazy like to, to have him as a resource. And I'm like sending him video and you know what I mean? And then he's working with the top players in the world on top of it. Like I'm sure people probably would pay a lot of money to be able to do that. But it was, it was, it was really cool, man. That's, that's so for like a year straight, that's what I did. Like when I say every morning, every morning, man, every morning, just waking up and doing it, just trying to, trying to get to somewhere that allowed me to understand it more. Yeah. And a couple of years later of doing that every single day, you are an overnight success. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it crazy? Isn't yeah. it crazy? Yeah. <laughs> Wild. You know, the, the, it's not, when, when you teach now, when you're with kids live, or I guess even mm -hmm. with your, I know you have your shooting subscription, you're doing virtual stuff. Do you have like a set script of what you're going to do with people? Or do you go in there? Do you have like a starting point? And then I kind of look at what I do almost like a DJ and I was putting a set together where I'm going to have an idea of what the song I'm going to start with. But then based on what I see, I will regulate and adjust what I teach where I have developed almost a system of principles rather than I'm my, my first drill is this, my second drill is this, my third drill is this, and we're going to finish with this. I generally have an idea of the concept I want to cover and the actual drills are going to evolve within the session. What, what, what's your approach? Yeah, I, I love, I, I, I'm very, very similar. Like sometimes I'll write out a whole thing. I'll like write out like, this is what I'd like to touch on. And then I go in and I do none of it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because it's, it's one of those things, and we're probably a little bit different. So the majority of, of my clients, like in person, like I have a lot of people that will come into town for three days, right? And they'll come in and they'll say, hey, I want this much work for this much time. I've had agencies that will bring a player in and I'll work with that player for this, this amount of time. So it's kind of like you're, you're seeing somebody for the first time and then you're, you're, you're trying to understand you know, their, their weaknesses or what it is that they want to work on. And then from there, kind of just molding it to fit the learning, the learning, learning behaviors of that person in front of you. 
So it's 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 very very similar in terms of I'm going to just do things as it as it kind of comes to me in terms of modifying the workout. And if they learn a certain way that I wasn't necessarily prepared for going into it, I'm going to have to try to adapt to that midway through and find ways that we can find common ground to really get points across. I think that's the coolest part about teaching though, right? Like I've, I've said this before, the coolest part about teaching is you get to, you get to pull stuff from the athletes that you work with that, that you can then use on use later on down the line because, because of what their feedback is and what they're telling you or what they're feeling. So it's, it's like that constant, you know, it's that, uh, it's, it's, I guess it's kind of like you said, DJ said to me, I guess it's kind of like a dance in terms of going in there, seeing what's in front of you, modif- modifying it to the person trying to get the most results. And, and for me, the least amount of time, because a lot of times my time is as a shooting specialist, I get maybe four, maybe five days in a, in a row where we're just trying to get to where, wherever that end goal is. Are you ever reluctant, let's say, with like a high level high school senior, junior who's, you know, in the midst of the recruiting process, you ever reluctant to change too much of what they're doing? You know, if they're maybe a decent shooter, but there's clearly some adjustments to be made. Is there ever any hesitation or or concern that you're just going to mess with the kid's head? So I I think there's certain certain things in shooting that you can do that may seem like in a big adjustment, but it's not going to be as big of one, right? So like one of my really big things is just trying to, trying to almost like redefine the path that the ball takes. So the one of the ways we do that is by bringing the ball in closer to the body to give the shooter really no other chance um, other than moving it in front of him from start to finish. And sometimes by just changing that initial starting point in terms of getting them more connected to begin with, um, that can have like an instant type of change. Every player is different. I would say, I don't see a lot of players mid-season that are like, hey, man, I need my shot changed. Like, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't – it's not – and if it, if it is a player that comes through mid-season, usually they have a really bad shot. Like, mm-hmm. they need trouble. And, and, mm-hmm. and to me, it's kind of like, if you're not making shots anyway, let's go ahead and let's go all in on it. You know what I mean? It's not going to make that much of a difference at this point. Yeah. I love how your whole thing is keep shooting, right? And mine right. is start yesterday. I, we mean the same thing. The right. biggest problem with people's jump shots is that they don't shoot enough. Right. Right. They're watching your videos all day or my videos or Rob Foder's videos. And they're they're just sitting in their house all day watching videos on shooting. I don't think they get out and actually pick the ball up and shoot. Right. They watch they watch videos on shooting and then and then come to you and say, that's wrong. That's not right. That's not right. Yeah. 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 But like that's my whole thing is like the big just you got to start. You got to keep shooting. Right. And most of my like uh, my, my jump shot's been off. Well, how much have you been practicing your jump shot? And trust me, I have a lot of drills. I use a lot of the same drills you do that I've seen the roll up drill and bring the ball tight to the body. I love that stuff. And mm-hmm. I've seen big changes happen quickly. And that's what I'm after. Mm-hmm. I'm at the most yeah. efficient path possible of creating, if it's a jump shot, a, a smooth, effortless jump shot. I want to get that result as quickly as possible, as effortless as possible. Yeah. And um, what I see is most kids are just lazy, right? And I can give them the most, most, most people though, man. People. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. People. People. You're absolutely right. Most people are lazy and will (laughs) never put in the work to develop an effortless jump shot. I don't care how great your drills are, how great my drills are. They don't matter if you don't do them. Right. Right. To get to where you are today, you listen to Rob 
and did exactly what he wanted you to do every single morning for a year. I see your protein shakes at 3.30 in the morning, you <laughs> savage, right? There is no mistake why you can flat out shoot the ball, why you speak so well. You practice every time you do a dumb video on Instagram talking. You know. Bro, that's so I, – I used it for that. Yes. That's why I did it. So I know. I know this. I, yeah. I, I know the secret. You know, like I, I can tell. I, I get your personality, and I think I can combat, combat your sarcasm with an equal level of sarcasm. Right? <laughs> I'm right there with you. But there's no, there is no secret. The secret sauce right. is work. And right. it's evident that you understand that. Anybody that has watched you for a while, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so funny, man. I, uh, like, I'll always take things from different people. And there was a guy that told me he was like, uh, I was posting when I first started doing things. He was like, you're going to have to get better at speaking. I'm by the way, I was petrified of public speaking. Like, mm -hmm. like I'm telling I'm talking like in, when I was in school, like if I had a, like a presentation presentation that day, bro, man, I was looking for every way to get. I remember in high school telling a teacher that they were like, OK, Mike. And I remember saying, nope, not. <laughs> She's like, well, you're going to fail. I said, fine. I don't yeah. care. I'm not like, that's where I was with things, even in college, same way. And social media allowed me to just work on talking. Like even the conversation that we're having right now, I would struggle to have, you know what I mean? But social media allowed me to just talk, put it out there and then see, oh my gosh, that many people saw it and I'm okay. Yeah. I'm all right. Like Still I breathing. survived. Let's just keep doing it. And then you just grow this comfort level. It's like, why was I ever afraid of that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Why was I ever afraid of that? And it's just, it's such a, social media can be a, a monster, but like you can use it as a tool to help further your development in different areas for sure. Yeah. I know for me, and I, I share about it and I post about it. The fear was that if I was who I really was, people wouldn't like me, right? There is yeah. that fear of if I am myself and people don't like it, that is, oh my gosh. <laughs> people don't like who I, how could I, so to be who I really am, I have to combat that fear with people maybe not liking who I really am. After living with this torment, right, my entire life of being scared to be who I really am for fear of people hating who I really am, I am now to a point where, like even now, I'm looking at myself in the in the computer screen, making sure I look okay, right? I, I got it, right? I, you said, like, you used to be scared doing stuff like this. I am a little uncomfortable right now in this moment talking right. to you on a computer. You can put me in a gym with 4,000 kids in there and let me run a camp and I will be, the, I, you know, I'm going to put on a show as we talked about before. Not about me, right. but I will command an audience. Well, it's I, all about you, but it's all right. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> I, let me be, pretend to be humble. Just let me pretend to be humble. <laughs> all right. I, it's, it's, it's a show. All right. All about me. But now it's, you know, if people don't like me that's okay yeah man i know who i am you know yeah. i know who i am and, and it's uh it took it's taken me a long time to get there plus we could we both convinced somebody to marry us you yeah. know what i mean and so at the end of the day we're all right man that's the only person i really talk to anyway so if nobody else really likes me it's not it's not that big of a deal well, there's days where she's like you're crazy i'm like you married me what does that say about you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that means you're crazy i'm sorry Truth, man. Yeah. Truth. I, I, I think your development has been been cool to see, man. I love it. I love seeing that stuff in terms of the 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 different the different uh, almost sarcastic slash passive aggressive post 
I love it, man. I'm like, I, I just think, like I said, like that's that's you, man. And just seeing that that evolution, I think is just it's it's cool. I, do you know what bothers me? We're gonna get down to it. I I think it is so funny the amount of trainers and people putting out other people's stuff, just regurgitating mm. the same stuff. Where like, think for like I. I like to think I'm creative. I like to think I have a creative mind. I, you know, I, I like to do things my own way and not, not for the state sake of standing out for the sake of being better. And, and I've discovered that if I just focus on being better rather than new and different and tell, if I focus on telling the truth and being better, that makes me new and different, but I right. can't focus on the new and different because then I'm just like everybody else. And right. I can see that with, so many people in our industry, basketball, this, where they're, they're just doing stuff because they see other people with big followings do stuff, but you follow the, fo follow the follower, man. Right. And I, I mean, I'm guilty of it too, at some level, you know, that's what we do, right. but I, I try, I know exactly. I try my best to stay in a lane of, as I try to keep it as original as possible. Like I try to keep my stuff like, as much as I as much as I want to to just keep it like me as much as I can. Like mm -hmm. I'll never do like a video of me pointing to a, a title and then and then giving somebody three out. <laughs> like I'll never do that, right? Like yeah. I'll never do because every like I know exactly what you're saying, man. I know I know, but like that's I mean, you are you uh you ever listen to Earl Nightingale? No, no, nope. gotta listen to Earl Nightingale. He talks about the the whole concept of follow the follower and then industry leaders and how it's 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 a complete it, it makes sense that most people do that because they're kind of taught to do it their whole lives indirectly and like we were always under this point of we see what's successful so we try to mimic what's successful from like the youngest of age like we're we're mimetic in nature right like all people like that's kind of how we learn by copying right yeah, that's fads like, you know somebody gets this pair of jeans every i go to a right. high school basketball game now every single kid in the stands has the exact same outfit and haircut right Right. I, I think it's so funny. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But, but like, that's how we, but that's how we learn to, to talk. That's how we learn to like, we see it. We, we just come, we just go down this, uh, this, this road. It's just eventually somebody got, you have to come to a point to say, okay, am I going to continue to go down this road of always playing this game of relevancy? Or am I going to just kind of just create my own lane and my own way of doing things? And now you become the people, you become the person that people are going to start to kind of, you know, design themselves after or build whatever they have after so it's an interesting thing man social media brings it out it's it's wild it's almost like at times you're you're seeing while it's different people you're seeing the same exact thing over and over and over and over again yeah and it's kind of sad for me because i really like a lot of these guys and they're genuinely awesome human beings and i like them i'm just like man that ain't you you know or something <laughs> like that you know <laughs> That ain't you. Like I know. I don't you. see. I don't really talk to any. Like I talk yeah. to you, but other than that, I don't really have relationships. I mean, Andrew, Andrew from Miami Hoop School. Somebody like I'll talk to him. I mean, other mm -hmm. than that, man, I don't really talk. I keep him. I, I keep to myself yeah. in terms of all that other stuff. So I don't know. I don't know who they are anyway. So it doesn't really. Yeah. I got to work on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you got me thinking. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I just part of it, man. Here I am thinking I got it all together. We never have it all together, no, man. I'm joking. What yeah, I know you you talk you, about reading more than anybody I see. Do you actually read or you're listening to books? Read. You're reading. I listen I listen to books for a little bit, but 
then like I, I couldn't, I felt like I didn't retain the information the same way. And plus there's like distractions. If I was ever listening to a book, it means I'm on the road or I'm in the gym. And then I, I would like miss five minutes of something that was said because I, my mind went somewhere else. When I'm in a book, a physical book, I have no, dist- I, I just put my phone somewhere else. You know what I mean? And then I just go somewhere in my house where not, I can't be bothered and I can just dive into that book. Do you have a set time when you read? Like how, how structured is your schedule? How, do you have a time every day where you're going to read or it's just you're so into reading that whenever you get a chance, you're opening up yeah, the book? Yeah, I, I mean, I always have a book somewhere. Like it's just, it's one of those things where it, I try to replace TV with books for the most part. So I'll watch, I'll watch like my Bravo, Bravo shows with my wife. Right. Yeah, obviously, because I'm a, because I'm a good husband. Um, other than that, man, I don't really watch TV. I, I, honest, I mean, I watch basketball, but I mean, other than that, it's books, man. I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll just books, books, books. What's the top three books real quick. Think and grow rich. The, the one thing. And, um, and then the, the, my other one, that's not a top book for like most people think and grow rich will be everybody's and everybody's top. Like, I feel like everybody that has done business oriented, whatever, but think and grow. Um, and then with my, what would my last one be? My last one would either be mastery or the science of getting rich. But the one thing, the one thing is incredible. The science of getting rich is like an out there book, but it kind of like falls in line with Napoleon Hill's theme of like, like each each of these guys from way back when talked about like the quantum realm, which this is going to sound ridiculous, right? Like yeah, people are going to listen to this and say you're out of your mind. Yeah, but they keep going, please about, keep going. <laughs> they've talked they've talked about this like quantum realm in terms of understanding energy coming in from different all this kind of like different ways. I believe in that stuff, man. I like firmly believe in that stuff, and like. It's like setting the intention to something and putting the energy to, like towards it, and it, it just starts happening for you. I'm just, I'm such a believe. I've seen it in quarantine. Like for me, I've seen it in quarantine. Like growing my subscription business, I can't tell you how many people I. You were one of the few people that like you saw I was doing it, and you reached out and you're like, "This this is cool, man. Like I think that's a cool thing." I can't tell you how many people were like, "Yo, don't let, don't do that. Like don't don't do that. It's not going to work. Subscriptions don't work. Like don't do it." And I just had this idea of like the final, how it was going to look. And I was, I was like, man, I got to do it. And I know how it's going to look. I know how it's going to turn out. I know what milestones I'm going to hit. And it happened. And like all these guys, Think and Grow Rich, um, you know what I mean? Science of Getting Rich, that kind of, those, those books, while that, it's not always focused on money, it's just focused on success in general. So I'm, I just think that those things are so valuable. And those guys that the books were written years and years and years ago had something going that made sense and it still makes sense today. Yeah. I don't know. Like for me, it's not about, I guess, like thinking it into existence. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy of faith. I'm not going to get into that, but for me, it's setting, setting a vision, setting mm-hmm. a goal and then acting it into existence. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. in 2020 more than ever, we are distracted from the t- trying to, so somebody's trying to distract us from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed. Right. And how you, good you are at limiting those distractions, keeping your actions in line with your vision and your dream. How right. good are you at doing that from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed? And for me, it's even when I go to bed and structuring, you know, you get 46 minutes of sleep a night. 
I would kill somebody if I got 46 minutes of sleep a night, right? <laughs> so like even on that, everything I do on a daily basis, I have pointed in the direction of my dream. And right. so it's not about thinking in existence. Every day I act. I take action. Right. I don't just sit here and think because if I sit in my room and think, I'm going to go mad. I'm going right. to be anxious. I'm going to be worried, right? But now I have this dream. I'll tell it right now. I want to save X amount of dollars a month. I've told him we're on the same page. Everybody in my network, trainers, and my wife, all my closest relationships know what I'm working towards because I talk about it all the time because I'm freaking excited about it. And I'm going right. to save X amount of dollars a month. And if I do that for the next two years, we will have enough money to buy land and build my own facility. So right now I have the worst weight room in America and I love it. I spent like $7 on it, right? And it's not because I'm cheap. It's because of my vision that if I save the money now in two years, I won't have to pay a lease and finance a basketball court and take a loans out from anybody or have investors and have to listen to anybody. But I should have enough money to buy land and build my own place. Well, this makes sense because in your podcast, you talked about how you don't you're not getting as much sleep as you used to get. I'm getting like five. Right. Six, and you right? made and you and you made a huge point and you were like, because I, you're like, man, I'm, I'm waking up and I'm ready to go. Like mm -hmm. you, you're I think your exact words were something like um, like that you said, I don't want to be on like this change the world type stuff, but like you're on some, you're, you, you have this end goal. Like you, mm -hmm. I could hear it and it makes That's sense. That's me man. trying to be humble, but I'm not really humble. I do in fact want to change the world. And yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And that might be that like, not getting too far ahead of myself for me to do that. It, it's always comes back to serving the person in front of me. Right. right. When I, when I get overwhelmed and sometimes I get kind of beat down by my dreams and my visions when things don't go my way and I can right. get too far out ahead of myself or thinking about a problem in the past, right? Worrying or anxious either in the future or in the past. And it right. always comes back to me focusing on the person in front of me right now. Like, I love this podcast. I, I don't know. We might have three listeners, me, you and Alex sitting here, right? <laughs> yeah. But this is an hour out of my day where I'm completely present in a conversation. And that is so right. powerful. And how many people get to do this? Not right. many. With that, right. you're just completely present. It, not that I'm necessarily thinking I'm serving you, but I'm here with you. And that's right. all that matters. And that that's whenever I'm doing that is when I'm happiest, when I got a smile right. on my face in conversation, when I can, you know, let my hair down and be sarcastic, not be worried about what's going to come out of my mouth is in those moments of being present. I love it, man. I love it. And your sleep will go down because the more, the more momentum uh -uh. you get towards it. No, you're wrong. I no, got this go ring down. on that tracks it and it's, it's trending upward. So you're wrong. That's, don't tell me what I'm going to do. <laughs> do tell me what Dude, that's why that's it's, it's we're, we're similar. We're so similar in so many regards because like I, I can, I honestly say like part of the reason I don't, I just want to, if I didn't have to sleep, I wouldn't sleep mm -hmm. I, 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 because I, I feel like I need to constantly be working. Like you said, putting action towards those, those beliefs or those visions. Yeah. That's all I want to do, man. That's all I want. Like I, I make, I don't care if it comes off across a certain way. I want to be eventually one, like the best at what I do. Yes. Period. Yeah. Period. That's it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't care if someone looks from the outside and says, Yo, that you're crazy for saying I, so yeah, whatever. shut up yeah yeah you don't know what i'm doing every day you don't like yeah. i to me that's attainable so i'm going to do I, everything i can to get there i think the people that say that don't know your heart you know right. your heart i know what's in my heart and it's right. not about x amount of dollars it's about x amount of lives that i can influence and right. help and, and get people right. out of a rut like i came out of a rut i mean i was a a heroin addict that stole from my parents. And today I'm talking about dreams of buying land and building a basketball. Yeah, facility right. Right. Privileged kids. 
That's yeah. a complete transformation that I wake up more often than not extremely grateful. And I know that is not normal. Sure. So if I have somebody that tells me that dream is stupid or you're egotistical or whatever, I was like, <laughs> you don't know me. Right. Anybody that knows me doesn't. My wife doesn't say that. My dad doesn't say that. Alex, I don't think would ever say that. Or I'd hit him. You know. <laughs> well, but, a perfect example, man. And like whoever, maybe maybe there's six people that listen to this, but then the other three will now know a story. You like just to show like what kind of person you are. You I forget when it was. It was maybe almost a year ago or last summer or something. You had sent me a message at a point in time where, dude, I was. I was going through it with some, mm -hmm. with some stuff, with some basketball stuff. And I don't even know if you knew it or what was going on, but I'll just say who it was that the whole idea of, of overtime, whoever works there, I hate you, first of all, um, <laughs> but they were posting things of mine to get reactions. And like, I was getting so much hate, man. I was getting so much hate from people. And I was like, I was so frustrated about it because I'm like, you're, everybody's like, Oh, you're taking these things from, two seconds in time and putting it out there with no context. And now I'm getting ripped apart by it. And I just, you, you had sent me some type of message and it was like, it was just coming from such a genuine place. I don't even remember the exact words you said, but it brought, I was, I was, I was going through it, dude. I was like, man, this is crazy. Like, I don't like, I, I put out so much good stuff for people. I put out so much good stuff for people and, and, and this is happening. And then you sent a message and, it just like flipped my mindset back to, all right, like I'm still doing the right thing. And there's people noticing me doing the right thing and this is all going to turn out. Okay. So I appreciate you, man. That, yeah, I, that was, you are welcome. That, that was a big thing for me, for sure. You know, like I, I have people that do that for me every day. And as much as like, I'm saying Alex won't, I, I need people in my life that challenge me because right. I, I can get in those moments where I am overwhelmed. I can very easily get, overworked too little sleep whatever or i can go on the opposite side of ego and you know look how great i am but yeah. you know i surround myself with people that just humble me you know yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll make one kind if I, you know if we're playing one-on-one -on -one or we're in something and i mm -hmm. say something that he knows isn't me he will step up and challenge mm -hmm. me and say like, <laughs> who are like you ain't you ain't nothing <laughs> you, know, you ain't nothing right and i know that but like i need that Two, I need both. I need those people that hit me that, that I can reach out to or reach out to me when they know something's off. But I also need the people that can just humble me with, right. you know, right. that we all do, man, for sure. For sure. I think the kids need that, you know, as much as anyone, too, especially, yeah. you know, for sure. Age and everything they're going through. Absolutely. That's where we Absolutely, man. Yeah, I, pre I appreciate you, Bob. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you, too. <laughs> I think that's a good play. We can let we can just end, man, with some uh, appreciating each other. And yeah, uh, where can yeah. I'll do a little uh, O N E T W no, combo? Nobody's gonna know what I'm talking about. That's fine. <laughs> where can we? <laughs> that's one of the other podcasts that uh, Mike has been on, and it's one of my buddies. Uh, we'll give him a shout out. One two combo on Instagram. But now let's, uh, Mike. Where can people find you? Uh, you got any last little? Uh, wisdom pearls that you can drop on anybody or what this is all all i'll say is you can find me on instagram at cmikedunn and then cmikedunn.com my only last pearl of advice that this is what i'll tell i tell kids this all the time and we talked about it briefly read as much as possible i'm telling you right now if any kid is listening to this if a parent's listening to this whatever i don't even if you're just somebody that's trying to figure whatever out books 
will send you into hyperdrive in terms of being able to understand and get to the place you want to go. Period. Like it's 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 so evident. Like uh, this is going to sound strange, but you know how people refer to people that uh, fix shots? They'll call them shot doctors. Yeah. Right. And I hate I hate that. I hate that term for some reason. Like I just I don't if people ever call me the shot doctor, I, I didn't like I don't like it. I like this is <laughs> sound like self. Uh, I don't know, whatever. But I think like a, a shot author to me, I read a lot. So to me, a shot author, I want to be able to just give information away. And then have you take it and implement it. Just like the amazing, amazing authors that have wrote all these incredible books have put out all the information that is there for you to be successful. It is now just up to you to take it in and implement it. That's it. That's it. So me with shooting, that's all you have to, but whatever you, whatever it is in life that you want to do, pick up a book, read about it, read more about it, and then just start applying it and sky's the limit in terms of what you'll be able to accomplish with it. When's the book coming out, dude? I'm going to write a book for sure. Me too. For sure. I mean, I I don't know when it's gonna. I, I've I've had multiple people actually tell me like, dude, you need to write a book. But I'm definitely gonna write a book for sure. Yeah, that's awesome, Mike. Thanks, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Yeah, Thank I appreciate you, you guys. Bye bye, Mike. See you guys.